What's up, family? How are you doing? I am Christian here with my beautiful, lovely, awesome. You gotta look at me with the loving eyes. I See, we got, we got, we got different. Okay, let me get back to that. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Lanisha, <laughs> and we are your marriage restoration coaches. And as always, we thank you for joining us for the Thriving in Love podcast, where we equip ministry leaders to restore, protect, and maintain healthy marriages. Let's go. Our topic today is the business side to marriage, the business side to marriage. But I want to introduce to our listening and viewing audience a segment I'm going to call quiet or communicate. And you're going to participate with me. Okay. And you have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> this is what I love about this. All right. So let's go with this quiet or communicate. You guys remember that. All right. So. We've been listening to and watching a show called Married at First Sight on Netflix, mm -hmm. right? And there's a couple, one of my favorite couples. By the way, if you never watched this show, basically, long story short, they marry complete strangers. Um, there's, you know, husband and wives, and they, they meet with experts that kind of know, you know, get their education, get their preferences, what they like, and then they kind of make... Uh, they're matchmakers. They're matchmakers to see if you're compatible and find you. So anyway, fast forward. We're watching Married at First Sight on Netflix, and there's a couple by the name of Iris and Keith. And they are just getting back from their honeymoon. Iris starts going through Keith's drawer. <laughs> I believe it's with permission. I'm not sure. We got to watch yeah, the episode again. Yeah, it was kind of. It was tell. yeah. So I, I <laughs> so anyway, she finds uh, an empty box. Now, when I make this live, I make sure that it's not for kids, because what I'm about to say is not for kids. So if you're a kid and you're listening, <laughs> please don't listen to this. Okay. <laughs> so she finds an empty box of, and I'm going to say prophylactics. Okay, AKA condoms. <laughs> <laughs> and Iris is a young lady who has made an awesome choice to save herself for marriage. Mm -hmm. So at this point in time, they're coming. They, so they meet. The first time they meet is when they're at the, altar. at the altar. Okay. They go on a honeymoon. They come back. She's introduced to Keith's apartment. Go, so she starts going through his drawers and she finds this box of condoms. Empty box of condoms. I apologize. Yeah. It's an empty box of con condoms. And they have not consummated their marriage vows at this point in time, and she is a virgin, okay? Yeah. And so my question is, should she keep quiet or should she communicate to her husband her new finds? So should she, you're asking, should she say something about what she found? Yep. Sure. She, yeah. She shouldn't, she shouldn't keep quiet. This, no. That's what, this, is, this is what I'm saying. Is it quiet or, or, or do you communicate? What, do, what, is she, what should she do? I think she should... Tell him what she found. Okay. And if it if she has questions or concerns that she should freely share. However, mm -hmm. she also should be prepared for whatever she is gonna hear from that response. Okay. It's a it's a unique situation because they didn't know each other. That's true. Before, you know, when that box got emptied out. Mm -hmm. They didn't know each other. Okay. So, but I think she should still at least say, hey, going through your drawer, came across this. Yeah. So you say communicate. Yeah. All right. So the vote is in. All right. We're not going to keep quiet on this situation. Just communicate. And I agree. 
in this day and time, specifically for this specific situation, prior to, they didn't have a long engagement period or anything like that. They met as strangers. Um, not saying I advocate going about it this way, but it is something that intrigued us and we're watching it. So, um, but prior to, and she follows through, you can watch the episode if you wish. She follows through and she does, she does communicate. She does pull out that she does talk about it. It's, it irritates her and rightfully so, mm-hmm. but she also recognizes, look, we ain't in a traditional realm where we've dated for years or anything like that. Right. You didn't know who you was so forth and so on. So I can't count yesterday against you. I can only look at today. And in my man's defense, the, the box was, was empty, but he brought some of the prophylactics with him, I ain't gonna say how many, <laughs> because who knows? My my man Keith could be listening to this, so you know. Anyway, <laughs> no, but um, but anyway, long... I think I thought they handled it well. I, though. Yes, they did. It was a good I problem solving, but they got yeah. good. They got some coaches and some different people yeah, in place for this did. system. So anyway, that's that's a little off topic, but that's something we want to hear from you uh, as you're listening. You can leave some comments. You can always email us, or even in the post that you've see, you'll see this uh spe- this specific podcast. Let us know. You know, do you keep quiet? Quiet or do you communicate? All right. So now let's get into today's topics and topic. And we are talking about the business side to marriage. And this is also dealing with balance and boundaries. All right. And so we were uh, blessed this week. Well, I guess you could say last week um, to sit with a ministry couple Mm -hmm. who are leaders. And um, they had a situation. They said that there's often some tension that is in their home and wanted some insight on how to remove the tension in their home. So I'm going to give you the scenario, okay? Um, So here's a scenario. We have a husband who is task-oriented. He's task-oriented. And he took our advice of, you know, doing the daily check-ins and communicates to his wife uh, about what his plans are, um, for that day prior to leaving the house, um, but he and and um, and what time he'll be home. So I want you guys to listen to that as well because that's key in what we're about to share. Uh, but turn to your neighbor, and say but. <laughs> but he also admits that he comes home often after uh, later than what he said he was. So if he says he's going to be home at five, brother man might come in the door seven o five. You know. Yeah. And and so um, the wife who is people oriented. Um, she says he's too busy running his mouth <laughs> and not being aware of the time until it's an afterthought, uh. okay, and agrees that it does cause tension in the house. Now, she feels like she's not top priority mm-hmm. and there needs to be some boundaries and he feels like she needs to extend some grace. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the, 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 the solution may sound simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would argue the fact that without them walking through this journey as a couple uh, who is able to come into an agreement and have some strategy in place, then they'll be right back at this same place next week. Yeah. So, so with that being said, I like for us to discuss, and this is a mouthful, um, but I, I believe you guys will get the concept. I like us to discuss uh, what can we do as married ministry leaders to develop a plan that puts proper balance and boundaries in place. Mm-hmm. All right. So, excuse me. I got a drink on that one. You heard that voice try to go out? Mm-hmm. That's the devil in my fruit. No. <laughs> no. So, that um, this doesn't show up in our marriage 
or become a habitual uh, habitual issue. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm going to say it again for you guys. So what I want to know is, and I want to be able to discuss this, is can what, what can we do as married ministry leaders to develop a plan that puts um, the proper balance and boundaries in place so that things like this don't show up in our marriage and they don't become a habitual issue? So I want to look at this situation, all right? So if you want to jump, uh, jump in first... Um, we can kind of go with some things that we're going to help develop a plan. If you're listening or watching, I would grab like a pen and a paper um, because maybe you're not identifying specifically with the situation that I'm just sharing with this couple. But uh, I promise you that you have a situation that if you're planning properly, it can help walk you through. And we want to give you some practical yet biblical steps that you can put in place like right now so that you don't find yourself in the situation. It's really important for us to have balance and boundaries. Yeah. And this is, like I said, the business side uh, or administrative side, and maybe you want to say, or task side mm-hmm. um, that's required in a relationship. A lot of times we just think about the relational uh, people, uh, emotional, living life, but we don't take care of sometimes the business until it's an issue. So let's have a strategy in place um, so that it doesn't happen. And if it does, it doesn't stick around long. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say, um, this couple or any couple can go ahead and do to kick this, to kick this plan off? Um, I think the first thing is to identify what the problem is. Uh, right. So when we were in this case, um, they brought up the problem. Like the problem is there's tension in the house Mm -hmm. because she don't like that. I come home late or, or, that I don't come keep to the the word that I give when I'm going to arrive home from from my day, mm-hmm. and um, so that's the important part first. Identifying what the problem is. Oftentimes, I think the problem appears even different to some. Like mm-hmm. one person may say the problem is my spouse is upset because I get home late. The other one could say no, the problem is that you don't communicate that you got home, that mm-hmm. you're getting home late. So mm-hmm. it's still that that sense that they're they're not connecting um, and coming together there and there and it's causing tension okay. right so then you discuss this you discuss a solution okay we've identified the problem I know a lot of times with you you like all right what's the problem all right enough talk about the problem let's figure out how we can solve this absolutely how do we fix this so discuss the solution talk to your spouse about ways that the two of you can meet in the middle as we were talking to this couple yeah we helped them to identify like for at first it was like neither one was coming moving from being right mm-hmm. neither one was moving from being right and so they had to go back and forth mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. with who's right in this situation, who's wrong in this situation. And the bottom line is, it's usually because you're two to- you're talking about two totally different people trying to come together. Yeah. You usually have to kind of figure out how to meet in the middle. So you talk, you have communication so that you two can come to a solution that works. That's good. For the both of you. Mm-hmm. Or that's going to work best, I'll say. Because mm-hmm. somebody's still, you know, you're, you're still kind of, you have to bend a little on both sides, I believe. Absolutely. Um, and then agreeing on the solution. Because mm. one person can say, well, this is the way I think we need to fix this. You just need to start coming home when you say you're going to come home. Well. Right? Mm-hmm. And That's partially true. That could be a solution. Mm-hmm. But is that the best solution? Is that 
feasible? Does that, is that always going to be the case, right? Because there's going to be situations in this example, right, yeah, yeah. where something does come up and now I'm running late, I'm running behind. I have that issue myself. Mm. I can say, babe, I'm ending my day at three o'clock and then three o'clock or, or 2.50 comes around and I realize this is going to take me longer than 10 minutes to wrap up. Mm-hmm. So things do come up yeah. where your your timelines or your boundaries, right, mm-hmm. that you've agreed upon aren't going to work. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's important that you guys discuss the solution and then agree on a solution. And there may be there may be instances you may have to come up with multiple ways to to go forward and move forward with that. Um before you you jump in and share your thoughts on that, this scripture is um, Romans fourteen nineteen that tells us, "Let us therefore make every effort mm-hmm. to do what leads to peace and mutual edification." Wow, that's powerful. And so you know that's again that can only happen through proper communication, mm-hmm. being able to hear one another. Even that um, another scripture in there throw in there is James one nineteen. Mm-hmm. Quick to listen, slow to speak. speak. (laughs) Practicing those things will allow you to to really hear one another, hear the heart. Because in the end, when we were talking to them, you know, you kind of heard, well, I don't mean to do that. Like, that's not my intention, but that's just the way things happen. And I get caught up or I get this, whatever the case is. And so really hearing the other person, hearing your spouse and then being able to come to an agreement to to have that mutual edification where both people are now feeling Heard, feeling understood, feeling satisfied, yeah. um, as much as as much as possible. So, yeah. what's your thoughts? I'm just saying. I, well, uh, you 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 nailed it. I mean, I don't have much to say pertaining pertaining to the points that you were said. If uh, <laughs> I'm talking like we're live, I'm going to say if you just logged on, I was going to review the points, <laughs> but I will say them again. Where you covered identifying the problem, discussing the solution, and agreeing on a solution. I mean, that verse was coming from Romans chapter fourteen nineteen. But what what I want to say is. Um, this is something simple. I don't want us to overlook the simplicity of what you're saying. Identify a problem, discuss a solution, uh, agree on a solution. Okay, yeah, but it's like 90% of the problems of the the couples that we, of our clients that we work with, that isn't because they don't have head knowledge. Right. It's because of feet. feet, Yeah, the the feet ain't working as good as the head is. And so we help them come up with those strategies in those places. So even to this specific scenario, you got to be aware of having that heart and that mind condition and realizing that this this, uh, wife's plea was, I don't feel priority. I don't feel, um, you know, that, you know, things come up. Now, I'm thinking about too, even prior to, again, uh, purpose-filled life coaching, prior to us, you know, uh, operating as a team when right. I was just a coach, you know, there are situations where that could easily happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come home. I'm going to do this. Oh, I have a four o'clock call and I'm going to go from there. But then something else ha- happens and I can go ahead and do that because I feel tied up with the ministry, right. dealing with the ministry. Right. But there's some other steps that we have to do that we've done and that we are, you know, have taught um, other couples to deal with as well. And we have to also not only agree on a solution, we have to commit to the solution. Yeah. And we have to commit that solution to God. Proverbs 16, 3. I got some verses. I'm going to spit them out. 
You can go ahead and re I'm not going to read them all for you, okay? But check out Proverbs, Proverbs 16.3. I want you to commit that solution to God. Basically, we can make our plans, right? But God orders our steps. So let's talk about these things, even if it's simple. Let's just submit that to God because there's a different level of accountability. Like, I might could disappoint you. But I want to commit and do everything as unto God. So even in that area, I'm like, Lord, I submit this and commit this to you. Because if I commit those to you, then those things are going to be established, right? But then we're going to commit to the solution as well. After we're committing it to God, we want to commit to the solution as well to say, all right, we talked about this. I agree with this. We're going to commit to the solution so that we're able to move forward because this is the solution. And let's just say, you know, a simple solution, what could be effective is, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to, well, let me give you these other points first before I go from there. Commit to the solution. But also honor your word mm -hmm. and you can go to Proverbs 25, 14, Matthew 5, 37, or honor your spouse and honor your spouse. And you can check out first Peter chapter three that is just yeah. bathing you all in there about how you can honor your spouse. Yeah. So giving you those points again, uh, commit the solution to God, commit the solution, uh, commit to the solution as far as you and a hus husband and wife couple, and also honor your word and honor your spouse. Okay. Looking at this scenario and tying these things together, a solution could be, all right, so since you're saying that you're going to be dealing with ministry um, and you're out of the house, let's say you're in the, at the church or you're in the office or whatever the case may be or, or for the business, and you said that you'll be done today at 5, which means that you got a 45-minute com uh, minute commute, you know, I'll see you at 6 o'clock. Okay, so that's the plan. We agreed on that situ that's the situation. That's the plan that we have in place, all right? So I've been late. So we're realizing that, all right, I'm going to give you a call when I head out of the office. Yeah. But prior to that, if it's running late, excuse me to whoever it is, there, therefore I can honor my spouse and yeah. say things are running late, send you a little text, um, I'm going to go from there. Because I don't think the problem is that there is some grace. He wanted some grace. There is some grace, but you still got to communicate with right, the grace. Right, right. Like even when you do that, when you're working um, in the office and, and, and I'm in my office and we're working and you're like, all right, we're going to end the day at whatever, three o'clock. Well, it's like 2.55 and you're like, all right. But if it was like 3.05, yeah. it might cause a little tension yeah. because I'm expecting your yay to be yay and your nay to be nay. And so whatever it is, at that point in time, you're communicating to me. I'm allowing that yeah. to take precedence over my word. And also I've put that above you. Yeah. And it, you're, wait a minute, that's, that's kind of deep, Christian. Like, what you mean? I'm not, not, no, but really you can communicate that, especially depending on what type of love language your spouse has yeah. and how they are. I already identified that the wife was relationship-oriented. Mm -hmm. He's task-oriented. So if he's looking at the task, he's like, I got to complete this thing before I can move to the next thing. And she's like, screw what you want to complete. I need to be at that place where I'm feeling valued. Yeah. So you can still win in both. You can go ahead and realize that either I can set up something pre preventive and be like, look, all right, I'm going to a proactive. Maybe that would be the better, better turn yeah. where I'm being at that point in place where, all right, this is the plan. Like I'm going to stick to my best stick to the plan at five o'clock. I'm going to clock out. If it doesn't, then I'm going to let you know ahead of time that things are because I'm going to prioritize you. Even though I want to complete this thing, I want to go from there and, and, and come up with that solution. And then I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up. I'll let you know when I'm released or, or I'm done and when I'm on my way home. And yeah. then I can remove the tension from the house. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge it or don't ex or t don't take your spouse through the journey, yeah. then you're setting yourself up for some tension and some unnecessary frustration that could be very small. Yeah. If you do it one day, you might let it slide. But if this is a habitual thing yeah. and it's going on over and over and over and over again, you're you're constantly communicating to your spouse that, look, I'm allowing 
whatever it is to get in front of my word. And, and that's not good. That's not a good placement. That doesn't allow him or her to feel secure right. or confident or priority or any of those things. And yeah. we don't realize it because that's not the motive of the heart, but that's what's taking place. Yeah. So it's important to put those balances and those boundaries in place so that you can honor both. And I think I learned this from uh, before I hear from you from Andy Stanley. He had an episode talking about choosing to cheat. And he said, you know, he takes his strengths, he delegates his weaknesses as far as ministry is concerned. He said, but when he's focusing with his family, he said that time that he's committed to the family, that this is family time, or this is the time that I'm home, and I'm, I'm, he's present there. Yeah. And whatever's going on with ministry, then he allows God, he trusts God to take care of where he can't be. Because yeah. he's not God, he's not everywhere. Right. He only can be at one point in place. Yeah. And we have adopted that custom to say, all right, Lord, while we've clocked out, yes, there might be a situation, but our office hours today are from 9 to 4, and that's what we have. So at 4.05, Lord, I trust you with that couple. Mm -hmm. Lord, I trust you with the ministry. Lord, I trust you with this meeting. I trust you where I can't be because I want to be fully present here. Now, of course, there are situations that may take place for as an emergency. But for the most part, that's where we are, where I'm going to be committed to my word and what's in agreement and going from there. Sometimes you got to teach people how to honor your marriage. Yeah, absolutely. And put those 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 boundaries in place. All right. So beautiful. What do you have? That's good. I mean, you hit that um, that nail on the head with that. You have to teach other people that you prioritize your marriage. If you don't, if you don't set up and and um, during wife life, we talked about this a little bit. Okay. Um, that if you understanding the difference between balance and boundaries. Okay. Because they're often blended or or thought of as the same thing, mm. but. Balance is like you're handling two two things. So like, for example, like a work-life balance where they let you work remotely so that you can also be home with your sick child. Mm. That's balance, mm. right? But boundaries say work stops here and home starts here. That's good. Right? And so we have to learn how to set those boundaries even with people mm-hmm. that, all right, maybe during these hours I can balance I can balance this thing out, but when five o'clock comes or, you know, for us, like a certain time at night, like I'm not answering a phone call from somebody who I know is going to need some counsel, some coaching, this and that. Like that's a boundary. Yeah. This is a time boundary, but it may be other types of boundaries, but you have to begin to not only have that conversation with your spouse, Mm -hmm. but you have to, in some ways, have that conversation with the people around you. Absolutely. That. No, I'm sorry. I can't set that meeting today because I promised my spouse that I would be home by five o'clock. Right. Right. Bringing that into your conversation with your clients, you know, with with the members of the church or, you know, whoever you're serving, whoever you're working with, your your co-workers, um, bringing that into and letting them know the reason that you can't, the reason that you're saying no in that moment is because of your marriage, because of your commitment to your to your spouse. And they will begin to respect and honor that. Yeah. They'll have to Absolutely. if you put, you know, if you if you set the precedence. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's a major key. 
Yeah. I just want to free somebody up really quick from that pressure where, <clears throat> again, you could be confusing or it runs in. It's like that thin line um, between ministry and marriage where you're at that place where you're like, all right, well, I want to do this. I'm doing this. It's under God. And sometimes we do feel like when I'm, you know, you're coaching, you're preaching, you're teaching, you're doing those different things. You don't want to disappoint God yeah. or your leaders or whatever the case may be. But I want you to realize how much God cares about your marriage, mm -hmm. like that ministry. Mm -hmm. right there as a priority and he doesn't want you to like i always say to jump over your marriage to go ahead and minister outside the four walls of your household yeah. so to speak and be careful within it so free yourself from the area of just feeling like i want to disappoint um i have you know you know i have some young men that i mentor and it's just sometimes and, I, and they all they know like there's sometimes i'm not picking up because i'm present with you yeah there are sometimes, and they can text, and I say, hey, is this emergency, whatever the case may be, because we, we, we have that. But then there are sometimes when I share with one of them, I say, look, hey, the truth of the matter is, when I don't pick up, sometimes it's teaching you yeah. some areas of boundary as well. doesn't mean that there's no love loss. You can call. You can do it. I don't want to mm -hmm. stop that. But when it's coming to some certain areas, you've got to do that. So even sometimes it's not even just a ministry. Sometimes it's friends and family and different yeah. things like that yeah. that you have to be at that place just to say, look, this is sacred time. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you that. Another thing we've learned in leadership as well, you want to be present. Yeah. So if I'm on the phone and dealing with ministry or from in meetings or from teaching or preaching or whatever the case may be, let me see somebody preach a sermon and they pick up their phone <laughs> in the middle of their sermon. I'm like, what is that? It seems awkward or funny, yeah. but I want to be 100% present. When I'm when I'm when I'm engaged, when I'm doing I, I need God for every step. So I think if 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 I want to free you up from that pressure so you can understand, like, this is what I believe God will want, mm -hmm. that where I am, I'm present and I'm there. And when I have my commitment and I'm, I'm taking care of the business side of marriage as well yeah. to make sure, OK, well, where are you at today? What you doing? It ain't a matter of control. Yeah. That's respect right. and understanding what's going on. And if you got kids and everything else, you need to know the game, the game plan. Right. We have daily check-ins that we deal with and do to kind of figure out where we at, what are we doing. Even when we get finished this podcast, we got to yeah. prepare for the next segment, the next thing that we're dealing with. We have to understand that. It just helps you to get on one accord and stay in agreement. So I want you to free yourself from that pressure of feeling like you're going to go ahead and disappoint somebody and they're going to just, yes, they might be upset or disappointed, but as you continue to move forward and they know your heart, then they'll understand and they'll respect that. They might not like it all the time, but they'll know where your boundaries are. Yeah. They'll know what your your balance is and you'll be able to move forward they'll and be adjust. very, yeah, very effective. <laughs> you don't have to be mean and nasty. Right. We are, Ephesians 4.29 all day. Check it out. Let no unwholesome word come to your mouth. Like you can speak edification and say, hey, right now is not a great time for me. You ain't got to get on the details. I just have a commitment that's elsewhere. There's times I haven't taken preaching engagements mm -hmm. because the need in my household, our household is yeah. so great that I can't say yes. And some people, you just turn that down. That's God's work. No, I have my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And then my first priority is in, in our household. Yeah. And then from there, we can go ahead and move forward and do what we need to do. Some of y'all just need a rest, mm -hmm. a break. And you need to just be like, look, I need to take this time prayerfully during the COVID-19. You've gotten enough break. <laughs> but um, prepare your heart, prepare your mind, release yourself and be able to move forward within that. All right. Yeah. What's on your heart and mind before I close this out? Um, I mean, that, you pretty much hit it. Um, just so you guys know, like we're we're really committed to helping couples who are ministry leaders who are um, having that difficult time finding an agreement, coming to a proper balance and boundaries in your relationship when it comes to your marriage um, and your ministry or your call or your purpose or whatever you're pursuing. Um, if you're having a difficult time 
finding um, strategies or putting things into place that will protect your marriage and help you to maintain a healthy marriage, even while you're pursuing um, your car, pursuing ministry, then give us, um, give us an, shoot us an email. You can uh, contact us at connect at thrivinginlove.com. We would love to hear more about your story, more about what you're going through, what your struggles are. And we want to, to talk with you so we can set up a free strategy call with you. So definitely shoot us an email, mm -hmm. connect at thrivinginlove.com. We would love to talk to you more about how we can help you guys get on track and get on, on the same page. Absolutely. So we're done, right? But remember that when a husband and wife team is totally committed to God, a proven system in each other, there is a 100% chance for success. We love you. Thank you for joining us again, and we will talk to you next week.